For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good Monday morning, Birds fans. Thanks for starting off the week with us. Streaming in with Mecca Mac on Birds 365 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. And not all have a lot of football going down over the weekend. Hoops, hockey, Phillies actually won a couple games in a row. Uh, so we had plenty of sports. It just wasn't much football news. Uh, Eagles related or across the National Football League, as a matter of fact, Johnny Mac. So instead of anything that's happened the last couple of days, want to go back to Friday. Because I asked you here on the show on Friday on Birds 365, had the Eagles announced if they were going to do a second joint practice this year? We knew one that they were going to do, but they hadn't announced the second one yet. And I said, yeah. Don't you usually know about this? Because the preseason schedule's been out for a while. You know, it's going to be one of the teams they play in the preseason. Is it going to be their week one opponent or week three opponent? Would cut a little close, but now you got that whole bye week before the season starts thing. So I said, well, it could be their last week opponent, which happens to be the Indianapolis Colts. That'd be interesting with Shane Steichen coming back to Philadelphia. And what text did you send me about 1030? Sure enough, half an hour after the show yeah, is other, uh, yeah. over, here comes Eagles news right after they wrap up Birds 365. 
who the Eagles be joint practicing with this year? Yeah, Shane. Shane is coming back, baby. Probably very comfortable, obviously. He and Nick are very close, so it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles in the Nick Sirianni era have, you know, they value these joint practices more than the games. Let's be honest, they have. We all joke about their joint practice uh, uh, record uh, finally blemished by the Miami Dolphins uh, last year down in South Florida. But they value those things a lot, and that's where the starters get their work. And when the preseason game rolls around, you'll see all the reserves. So, um, you know, it's not the best setup for fans, obviously. Um but it's where we are in the NFL these days. So um, it makes a lot of sense from the perspective of you get to script things in, in practice. You can't do it in, in games, obviously. So I always say, if you want to work on third and short, you, you want to work on, you know, goal line stuff. Well, you got to hope that unfurls itself in the okay. game. Um, whereas, you know, Nick Sirianni and Shane Stegman get together and say, hey, my guys need some work on third and short, and they script a, a session for, you know, a, a portion of practice. So um, it makes sense from a coaching coaching perspective, but it it does suck for the fans because um, they're not going to see anybody. And remember, they don't have the cut down anymore. It's 90 right. to 53. So you're going to have this bloated roster right up until the very end. And guess, guess who's going to play that last preseason game? And really, all the preseason games, the majority of it. Um, you know, those guys who probably aren't going to be here. A lot of Ian Book and Tanner McKee action in those preseason games for the Eagles this year. Not that guy named Hertz, two hundred fifty-five million dollar guy named Hertz. Um, and here's the one thing that jumped out on me on that because you know I asked you about it, and sure enough, boom, here's the answer. Um, at least the way it was released by the Eagles, it said, and a joint practice. Practice, yeah, one As day. in singular, as in only one. Now, you've been there for all of them, two years, two teams apiece. The Eagles, I believe, are six, one and one, or something like Miami kind of ate their lunch. In six, one and one. six and one, six and one. It wasn't, you know, they didn't get a oh, chance. They, why'd remember. they uh, shut down the second one against Miami? Was uh, it heat or of- something? No, a bunch of Dolphins got sick. The Eagles practice. That's what it was. The Eagles practice in that heat, and that heat was brutal, Jody. Um, but they practice at the Dolphins facility. Uh, but the Dolphins had something going through their locker room, so they canceled their portion of it. They probably didn't want to defend their crown. You know, they stole the championship. They didn't steal it. They won it. But... No, I'm correct, joking. Correct, um, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. They not only stole the championship, they put a beat down on the Yeah, they, they 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 had a good day. Yeah. They had a good day. The Dolphins, uh Tyreek Hill specifically. Um, I always joke, Darius Slay tapped out early. He was like, I'm done. Yeah, All right, see you later. Heat, Tyreek, I'm done. I don't need any more. Um, but at least it was scheduled for two practices. They've done it four times in the last two years and had eight scheduled joint practices. They described when the cults are coming to town as a joint practice, singular, just another sign of the Philadelphia Eagles believing less is more. 
Are they dictating this? Are the cults dictating this? They're coming to town and the joint practices are supposed to be so advantageous because as John McMullen just described, you can script and you can take a timeout and you can do uh, immediate coaching, not have to wait, you blow a whistle, you stop, the coach gets in there, gives the players what they need, gets back off the field. It is. I can see where, depending on how it's constructed, it can actually be better for a team to do it in a practice than in a game. Only one. Why only one? Yeah, I, we'll ask Nick about it. Uh, Nick's going to talk this week. Can't tell you when. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I and in fact, when it came out, I, I saw a lot of people tweeting joint practices, and I felt that I needed to go on there and point out that, oh, they only announced one day yeah. joint practice. So, yeah, typically it's two days. Why they cut it down to one day might be as simple as logistics. I, I think it's going to be logistics Maybe Indianapolis is—I I don't know. You're you're dealing with two different organizations. Um, my guess is it has more to do with that than the Eagles scaling things back. They've always liked these things, and uh, I don't think that changes. But uh, you know, if Indianapolis can only do one day, they can only do one day. So it's better than nothing, I guess, is what my guess is. But that's just speculation, Nick. And- and they're scheduled to do it with the Browns as well. So both of the joints are going to be held here in Philadelphia, which makes John McMullen's life easier. Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome. That is don't awesome. Have, don't that have part to make of any awesome. reservations or get on a plane or anything. They're both here. Is it only going to be one practice against the Browns as well? No, I believe that's two. That's two practices. Um, now, the schedule's not out yet. It's not going to be out for – mid-july knowing the eagles um so well you know. the, the the schedule itself for the games which we know the eagles don't put a high regard on but we know when they're going to be played dates and no time. i meant we're I talking meant about the other the schedule. schedule the right. practice schedule is not official nor is it going to be official for many weeks uh if history is indicate any indication um like I said, mid-July is basically when they've been putting this thing out. Because, you know, that's a big part of this show. I got to know when practice is. Right. Um, Eagle fans want to know when practice is. Yeah. So, you know, they're a pain in the you-know-what when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, you know, who knows? There's more con- uh, negotiating. Uh, maybe things change and maybe it turns one turns into two, but they for now they announce one practice and and you know we'll see how it shakes out as we move forward but you know these things are not set in stone i mean they're very malleable i always joke you know last week on thursday right the eagles open practice and they said you know it's going to be at 12 o'clock and then the day before oh it got pushed back to 1255 um you know andy reed probably has his practice schedule in 2027 done you know there are certain people who are you know structured and certain people who aren't structured um yeah so plenty of time to change is what i'm saying jody all right and uh off what you just said i'm gonna bring up this next topic and please everyone know full ahead of time that I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Uh, I, this isn't a complete nutter toss away question, but it's damn close to it. 
uh, read a very interesting post, and shame on me, I should have noticed this, I should have brought it up here on Birds 365 or on my radio show, from Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk, Howie Roseman's favorite, uh, this week, pointing out that the NFL and HBO have yet to announce what team is doing Hard Knocks preseason this year. And usually they announce this sometime in March at the latest in April prior to the NFL draft. We are now in the first week of June and they still haven't announced the Hard Knocks teams. Now, know full well, football fans, that there are rules and or escape hatches might be a better way to describe it. Uh, that the NFL has put in place that allows teams to say, thank you, no, I won't do HBO's uh, Hard Knocks. If you've got a brand new coach, hired a new coach during the offseason, if you've been on Hard Knocks any of the last 10 years, or if you've made the playoffs the last two years, which I don't quite understand. You made the playoffs, so that gives you a Hard Knocks pass. If you actually do your job, then you get to say no. I'm not sure why they had those uh, escape hatches in play, but that's the rules that they have in play right now. Um, so there are actually only four teams that don't qualify in the get out of hard knocks free card uh, heading into this offseason, and they are the Saints, the Bears, the Commanders, and the Jets. Now, you put those four teams out there. Is there any question if you're a, a vice president at HBO who you want to be able to get the most interest? Oh, you want the Jets. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets yeah, with young, yeah. young team, New York, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it'll be the Jets. But apparently the Jets don't want to do this. Maybe Nobody Aaron, wants to do it. That's the problem. Nobody Aaron, ever wants to do it. Maybe Aaron Rodgers stepped up and said, no, 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 no. We're not doing hard knocks. Come on. Hey, I, I, I showed up for all these stupid OTAs. You think I'm going to be a guy who's going to sit down with HBO's cameras and let them uh, roll out? No, not happening. Um, Washington would probably be an ideal spot, but they still don't have the new ownership in place. And we don't know when this deal is going to get done. I could say when or if, but we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say when rather than if. Um, so do you want to commit to that? And what happens if there is uh, a problem with the deal and one of the investors, uh, comes up wrong and they have to put the deal on hold and, uh, there's, there's a potential downside to that. So you're left with the bears and the saints. I think the bears would be a good, uh, despite John's belief that they're a mismanaged organization, you know, how big a field fan I am. And I think they had a good off season. I think they made some good moves. So I think they're going to be much improved. I think they could be interesting. Um, the saints with Carr taken over Dennis Allen. Eh, I'm not that all that. Well, I, I, the bears don't want to do it either. They're on record. Um, so again, you know, one of the things about, and you're a bigger fan of the show than I am. Yes, I am. I'm a, I haven't seen the show in years. I'm a bashed fan of the show. Um, it, it, you know, I don't, nobody wants to do it. I don't know why they keep doing it. It's not nearly as compelling. Now, you know better than me. It, it doesn't seem nearly as compelling as it was when it first started. Um, 
So, number one, you know, you remember when they started the midseason Hard Knocks show and there was this going to be this big announcement at Hard Knocks. We all thought it was going to be canceled. They were going to say, oh, it's done. Uh, we had a good run and that was it. Nobody wants to do it. And instead they added a midseason show um, and they did it twice and they doubled down. They're going to have to change the rules. You know, they're going to have to force teams to do it. And they can do that. I mean, they can – I think everybody says you mentioned the rules they have. They can change that tomorrow if they want. Uh, I, I mean, if they get to a certain point. But under the teams that that fit the rules as they're currently construed, yeah, the Jets would be the far most compelling of the group. Um, I know the Eagles don't want to do it. I mean, you you can tell by Nick Sirianni, I mean – he doesn't want anybody there looking at what they're doing at any point. And you think he wants to let in NFL films for that kind of access? Um, no chance. Now, if they're forced to do it down the road, they're forced to do it. That's different. And I think the NFL is getting to the point. If they want to continue to show the show, they're going to have to force teams to do it. No, I don't care. You don't want to do it. You're doing it. It's your turn. And maybe you turn it into that. And you have, you have 32 teams right now. You have two shows. Just everybody's up. Everybody's got to take their turn. And and now you can say it's one of these four teams and you make a decision and you put your foot down um, and you start the rotation. I mean, I think ultimately that's where they're going to have to go if they want to continue to do the show because nobody wants to do the show. So here's my question, which you basically already answered, but I'll, I'll take it a step further so that uh, I can at least ask you, assuming that they come to an agreement uh, and it's Goodell talking to all the owners and he gets the drift and he says, all right, I'm going to be the uh, hall monitor here and I'm going to come uh, hard at everybody. They decide, listen, here are the rules out the window. We're going to decide. The NFL is going to decide. And if it's your turn to go, it's your turn to go. And there's going to be no, yeah, we'd prefer not to. We're not going to do it. No, you're going to get a call or a memo or an email or all of the above. And guess what? As soon as the league decides you're doing it, you're doing it. Wouldn't it be a good thing for the Eagles to do it this year? You want to do it when you can put your best foot forward. You you can derive a benefit from doing hard knocks. It gets you the chance to showcase your organization. And I'm going to take a guess that uh, a percentage of NFL players watch the show. Probably a pretty good percentage. I don't think it's 100% because people have lives and some people just don't care about TV and they play their video games or whatever else. But those that do watch TV, my tuna, what are you going to watch on a Tuesday night? Some re-air on network television on in august or you're going to watch a show about the national football league i think you're going to watch hard knocks so there can be an advantageous position taken here that you can put a spin on your organization uh maybe even the eagles get to advertise their charitable works that jeff laurie can tell roger all right but we're going to have a charity affair and i want the cameras rolling for that so you can put your best foot forward if the Eagles were forced to do it, wouldn't this be a good team when they're as good as they are? With a guy like Jalen Hurts out front, with a guy like Sirianni who's got a little personality, wouldn't now be a good time for the Eagles to do hard knocks? 
Um, well, when I say nobody wants to do it, I should clarify that. It, none, of, none of the coaches want to do it. I mean, if you're talking about marketing people, they all want to do it. Hey, yeah, let's do it. It's great for the organization. It's great, you know, uh, to do all the kind of stuff that you just mentioned. You know, we could we could push the the, the charitable foundation. We can push the, the community work, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Completely different uh, uh, group of people than the coaches. The coaches want no part of it. Now, I'm the first to say these guys are getting ridiculous to the point of, you know, oh, we can't show this, we can't show that, we can't show that. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares. You're not fooling anybody. Um, so it, it it's a different group of people. And if you ask the coaches, it's 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 gonna be no, especially with this group. A hundred percent of the time. I'm not even giving I'm not I usually leave the door well, open, Jody. You, you say with this group. Have you had a chance to see enough of the new offensive coordinator and the new defensive coordinator that they're just the same overly? Oh, they have no power. It doesn't matter. So it's I'm, not I'm coaches. A... It's Nick Sirianni. Is yeah, I'm 100%. You say Nick Sirianni doesn't want to do yeah. this. I'm 100% sure he doesn't want to do it. I, I usually leave the door open. It's Nick Sirianni. 98%. And I, I know he's a real good young coach, and the Eagles went to Super Bowl last year. Should he be wielding that power already? Um, well, at, for most coaches, he doesn't yield a lot of power. Uh, number one, uh, number two, and I think our buddy Ben, uh, our buddy Ben Solak, uh, mentioned that. And I thought, you know, it's interesting if, if he continues to have success, that's what happened with Doug Peterson. Right. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see when he grasps for more power because he doesn't have a ton of power compared to some other entrenched coaches. Um, I'm just saying if it's left up to him, and I'm not saying it's left up to him, I'm saying if it is, he ain't it doing is, it. Right? Period. End of right. sentence. And I'm just saying I don't know that it should be left up to him. The head coach of a football team, National Football League team, is a very important guy. But it's a huge organization, and Roger Goodell's not going to call Nick Sirianni. He's going to call Jeffrey Laurie, and then Jeffrey Laurie, if Roger can make a case and say, hey, it's good for the organization. I've heard the team we had two years ago, and they said their ticket sales went up. They weren't a 100% sellout team, blah, 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 blah. If he can make the argument to Jeff Laurie, Jeff Laurie goes down and informs Nick Sirianni that the Eagles are going to be the hard knocks team, right? Um, yeah, I don't think Jeff would do that, but if Jeff wanted to do that, sure, he could do it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, if Jeff Laurie says, Yeah, this is good for us, let's do it. That's it. That's that's the end of the conversation. But I don't think he would do that. I don't I don't think he would do that. I just uh, got on a hard knocks uh, uh strain because I shame I should know that because I am you mentioned to the fact if you've been a three-year reviewer of hard of uh Birds 365, you know I like Hard Knocks. We come on after every episode. Do you see that on Hard Knocks last night? Despite the fact that it's repetitive and it's the same storyline, just change the names to protect the innocent. They do such a good job. at NFL Films produces such good television. It is very well done. Uh, and I enjoy it every single year. And I did last year with the Detroit Lions. That's why I said the Eagles play the Lions first week of the season. I start to warm up to the team that's on Hard Knocks. And I get to know some of their plays. I go, 
yeah, I guess I'm kind of rooting for them to have a good And by the way, uh, we got to get the last. I see him in the green room. Hi, they did the Amazon show a couple years ago. So, you know. Not even close to Hard Knocks. But I mean, as far as letting cameras in the building, they had to do it for the Amazon show. So it's not like they haven't done it in the past is what I'm saying. Eagles did Amazon. Uh, The the quality of the the other show is just not as good as Hard Knocks. All right, we got off on a little bit of a TV TV tangent. We're going to bring it back to the birds next because joining us will be former Eagle Beat reporter, now host of his own podcast, uh, Bowen on the Birds. Les Bowen joins us next here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Birds 365 with your Mac and Mac boys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Uh, there's a handsome fellow joining us. You must hit the like button to let everyone know that uh, you love seeing 
uh, Les Bowen, who's jumping in with us here on Birds 365. LB, how's the podcast world treating you? Uh, it's been pretty good so far, Jody. Uh, I really hadn't considered doing this uh, because there are a lot of podcasts. Uh, and, and in this market, there are a number of Eagles podcasts. But the people at A2D uh, Radio came to me with this idea. And uh, I've done three of them so far. I aspire to the level of professionalism and smoothness that you guys emanate. But uh, I don't know if I'll get there, uh, but uh, I'm trying. Uh, I try to have a guest every Rob, We froze up. See, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, right. the streaming singing, part of it. Singing our praises as professional yeah. as we can get. Yeah. And we watched Les freeze up on the... All right, there right. he is. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. But bowing on the birds, Les. Now, uh, we're excited uh, to listen to you talk about the birds. We always are, whether it's on your own podcast or right here. Now, I want to know if you're going to get to... Why is this news that the Eagles wanted Russell Wilson? This stuff drives me insane, Les. Does it? You've been covering this team for a long time. Um, there were two avenues to this story, and I don't know if we bless us grows up, so I don't know if he can hear it. So I'll throw it to you too as well, Jody. Um, two avenues. First, that it was news. Why is it news? And the second is, um, why are people upset by it? Why are people upset by the Eagles? looking into improvement. Remember, it wasn't after the runner-up MVP Super Bowl season. It was after the loss in Tampa Bay. So two questions, Jody, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you got less, if you heard any of that. A little bit. Yeah, real quickly, go through it. Yeah. Uh, The Russell Wilson stuff. A, why is it news? And why are so many Eagles fans upset? So what? It worked out. Why? Yeah. They tried to get – they wanted Russell yeah. Wilson since they didn't draft him. Right. He's been the white whale of the organization. I see. It worked out. Right. Who and cares? you mentioned that Tampa Bay game. Okay, that's that's yeah. what I would – that's exactly uh, – you know, they weren't looking at the Jalen Hurts that we saw exactly. last season. Exactly. They were – Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Russ is freezing up again. I know. You sent me a uh, – uh, text about uh, someone specifically noting that it was a Russell Wilson had already created a phrase that if he had been dealt to the Philadelphia Eagles, he would use as his mantra as Eagles quarterback. Again, old news. Uh, just because Russell Wilson admitted to someone that he contemplated it, and yes, there was conversations about a potential acquisition. It didn't happen. He's now had a season under his belt with the Denver Broncos. Didn't go real well. And the Eagles watched Jalen Hurts bloom into an MVP candidate. Uh, hey, news is news, and your opinions are opinion, and that's what you get paid for. That's what all three of us get paid for. But it is like treading old ground that everybody's been over already. I don't know what makes it new news. Well, 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 it does, oh, it does reinforce the idea, or the, the not the idea, yeah, Les is having major computer problems. Uh, it keeps freezing up on us. But uh, Johnny Mac, a couple of things. Number one, yeah, it is old news, and it's ground that we've already been over, at least here on uh, here in Philadelphia, very much so here on Birds 365, because you've been telling this story for the better part of, uh, I guess, uh, a year. year over a year. Right. It goes back to the combine. 
Um, by the way, he turned down Washington as well, which is not news uh, for whatever reason. Uh, he didn't want to play on the East Coast. I believe New York would have changed that, but um, he would have played New York. And I think it had to do with family matters more than anything else. But uh, it all worked out in the end. But uh, I guess the part that, and we'll try to bring less up here, I see him back. Um, I guess the point that, uh, I don't know if it bothers me, but why do, and it's only a small portion, mm-hmm. Um they want to pretend it didn't happen. Why? Right. That part yeah. I don't get. I, I I do not get. I I think you want you know, to revise but, history and make yeah. it seem like this was the plan all along. Yeah. You know? And it, you know, it. There was a lot of uh, disquiet about Jalen Hurts at the end of the 2021 season. It. He had done some things, and he had not done some things, and that uh, playoff loss was a disaster, really, for him. It, it was. I, I couldn't say that he was really ready to be a franchise quarterback after that game. Now, subsequently, obviously, he's proved all sorts of things, and you know, it's it's just. Uh, I don't think people like to realize that sometimes. Uh, everything isn't of grand design. It, it sometimes <laughs> stuff just works out. Yeah. You know, sometimes luck has a lot to do with yeah. with how you uh, where you end up. And I guess you know we're all into how he's a genius and and he's, he's done wonderful things. Tremendous in yeah. years, but Tremendous you know, it's sometimes he he lucks out. And and I I don't know. I, I think people are a little reluctant to you know once oh, they where I give Howie credit. <laughs> And and last, I'll throw where I give Howie a ton of credit. I think, and and Jody knows this. I've said this in the past. Howie's the best at contingencies. When Plan A doesn't work out, he's got Plan B in the holster. He's got Plan C in the holster. And the best indication of that, we lost less again. The best indication of that, Jody, would be the receivers because the receivers were Alvin Ridley. And then after Calvin Ridley, it was Christian Kirk. And then after Christian Kirk, it was Robert Woods. And then after Robert Woods, it was Allen Robinson. And only after all those things didn't work out, um, they went to A.J. Brown. Because guess what? They needed a receiver. They knew they needed a receiver. And by the way, they got a little desperate. And they got a great one. You know, they had to pay out the you-know-what for them both in, in draft capital and also the contract extension, but it all worked out. And, and, and that to me is a positive for Howie Roseman. Yeah. Your, your initial plan, if Calvin Ridley doesn't get out the phone and the gambling app, he's here. Nobody even, nobody even contemplates AJ Brown. It ends right there. Life without AJ Brown. Exactly. Right. And the thing that actually makes me laugh, uh, I I don't get upset about, but I laugh about it is the same people that are going, John, don't don't bring that up. Uh, It's whatever. How dare you? You're making it up. They really weren't all that interested. Oh, that's the part that bothers me. Please stop. Um, The funny thing is, I don't know how many of those people were Eagle fans who were apoplectic on draft night when they picked Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And yeah, this is one where I take a victory lap every once in a while. I was in the major minority who said, 
oh, no, I like the pick. I understand the pick. They're drafting a backup quarterback, an inexpensive backup quarterback, just in case Carson Wentz, who, oh, by the way, gets hurt all the time, should go down. They've got a guy they can plug in that they really think is a value as a second-round pick. And he was damn good at Alabama. He just got replaced by uh, Tua Valoa. And he went to Oklahoma, and he proved to the world that I am a starting quarterback and a real good quarterback and a talented quarterback. 95% of Eagle fans wanted no part of using a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts. But now, two years later, how dare you talk about someone other than Jalen Hurts as the quarterback of the Eagles? Don't you dare go down that road. You went down that road two years ago. You wanted no part of What the hell is Howie thinking about taking a backup quarterback in the second round? He was roundly critiqued and criticized here in Philadelphia. I was one of the few who said, no, Howie, I kind of like the pick. It's avant-garde. It's a little outside the yeah, box. Yeah, well, it I was a strange I like pick, it. I think, you know, because things work. And let's try to bring Les up one more time, Xander, see if we can get it worked out. But, uh, um, you know, that's revisionist history as well. I mean, Howie drafted Jalen Hurts to be a cost-effective backup because, right. as you mentioned, Carson Wentz didn't finish the season yeah. for three consecutive seasons. And, but the contingency is also built into it. But it, the original hope was, you know, all right, maybe he'll show up and he'll play a couple games here and there when Carson gets banged up, and then we can mm-hmm. spin him off for draft capital down the road. That was the original plan. That was the plan. And now he turns into a runner-up MVP. So I do think, you know, so what? That's that's right. what Howie does well, right, Les? That's what Howie does well is those contingencies. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, it, it worked out, like you said. And we don't know that. I mean, Russell Wilson had a horrible year there in, uh, in Denver, but we don't know that if he had come here, maybe it would have been different. You know, maybe uh, he would have been better. I guarantee you that. With yeah. This you know, uh, and, it, and this team would have not been only better. Did they really want him back when he was drafted in 2012, but he then killed them a bunch of times every time they would play the Seahawks it would basically be Russell Wilson beating them you know uh, over and over again and I always think that's a danger in sports I've seen that happen many many times you you lust after the guy that kills you you know because he's really good against you well once he gets to your team he's not playing against you anymore (laughs) you know but uh it did all work out. And you mentioned the wide receivers. That's the same deal. And we don't know that Calvin Ridley wouldn't have worked out really, really well. Either yeah, he's a very good player, Calvin yeah. Ridley. Yeah. And, um, oh, by the way, if the Eagles had gotten Russell Wilson, there's no way they get A.J. Brown. Don't forget that because each of these moves or non-moves has a domino effect on the right. next move. They already been, would have been paying their quarterback. The which means they wouldn't have the money to get A.J. Yeah. Brown. So just remember right. that. It worked out, Eagles fans. The fact that Russell Wilson is not here ended up being a good thing and just be thankful for it. Why certain national media outlets maybe not paying attention, feel the need to dredge it up again. We're not 100% sure, but they continue to do that. And a little annoy my partner, John McMullen. No end every time we get another uh, Russell Wilson story. All right, uh, Les, I want to get your take on this. Uh, Eagles announced on Friday after we got off the air that they're going to have a joint practice with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Shane Steichen come in. It should be fun, and it should. Uh, John should have a good time down there that day watching uh, Sirianni and uh, Shane Steichen match wits rather than trying to get on the same page, but try and uh, get the better of each other. 
but it's only one practice. And they've been doing it for two years since Sirianni came on. And every time they have a joint practice, they have two. And the Eagles won their first six joint practices before Miami cleaned their clock last year in the second joint uh, practice of the year. Only one this season. Is this another case of the Eagles saying, yeah, we really do like joint practices, but the most important thing in our offseason is to not practice, to keep our guys safe. Mm -hmm. Is this another example of that? Well, they're doing with two teams, right? There's another team they're doing it. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, they will have. But, yeah, it is weird that they only have one day. Maybe they just couldn't work out the scheme. Yeah, it's probably the logistics part of it. Um, as I kind of mentioned before, that would be my guess. And, and we'll get more information when we finally get to talk to Nick Sirianni. Um as far as the joint practices go, but I, I, I will say from the perspective of, of training camp, and I, I wanted to talk to Les about our old buddy, uh, Joe Banner, saying <laughs> something, trying to settle family business about um, reporters making too much out of quick glances at OTAs and things like that and making grand proclamations on them and and we don't know that teams don't oh we know it but that's all we can look at that's not you know they only give us this little sliver you you can only report what you see it's not our fault the whole league has gone into lockdown more so here than everywhere else because the eagles um have as we mentioned there's 10 potential otas three days of mandatory minicamp that's what you can have, Jody. The Eagles choose to use six OTAs. That's it. So 13 potential practices, which by nature, six would have to be open to the media because uh, you have three little phases, one, two, three in the OTAs, and then the three days of minicamp. We get two days of 45 minutes. Oh, you know. We got a show called Birds 365. We got to talk about this team. And people saying, stop talking about Russell Wilson. Well, we got to talk about something. My point is, if the Eagles want to stop speculation, maybe stop doing everything behind closed doors. Right. And you could stop. You're never going to stop all of it. But you, you could stop some of it, is what I'm saying. Uh, exactly right. If you're a little bit more open, then people wouldn't have to overly narrow focus on one of the small little things that happen in the limited time that media is actually allowed in to be able to see practice. You got to roll with those punches. If, if your solution is less is more, we're going to do less. We're going to show less. We're going to keep the hat hatches all battened down. Okay, fine. You can do that. Your team. But when a media person decides to overemphasize, overblow up, what happened in the very limited time that they get actually get to see with. Yeah. Well, then you're going to have to deal with that too. Yeah. Uh, I, where, where'd Joe Banner say it's on the 33rd uh, on Twitter. He just mentioned okay. that. And, and, and I'm like, no, we know it. We know. And I try to say it all the time. What, what the small sample size is. And it's not all that meaningful and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm the one who says, let's be honest. I mean, the Eagles, basically by their actions, tell you what spring work means to them. The stuff that means is valuable to them is the classroom stuff and all that kind of stuff. 
where they're trying to get uh, young players up to speed. And we can't see that. We can't see that. So, you know, I remember Jamie Newman, uh, Jody. Yeah, quarterback. Um, He came here as an undrafted free agent, somewhat heavily hyped because of his, you know, uh, college career. And he was a big recruit at one time. And then he transferred. And they were like, well, maybe Jamie Newman could be. And I've never seen it. And it, I know Xander's going to get mad at me, but let's Zess, Les might remember this. So let's try it again. Um, you remember Jamie Newman, Les, uh, a high profile, sort of undrafted quarterback. And I've never seen it before. He went to rookie minicamp. And we don't get to see much, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they cut him. And I'm like, what, what What could you have possibly done other than getting on in trouble off the field, which he yeah. didn't? I mean, what could you possibly do in that short sliver to say, oh, we got to get rid of this guy? And he was pretty high profile. I, I don't, don't I don't remember exactly, but I, I if you're just not if, – if you can't do the basic stuff they need you to do, I guess, would be the only reason why they would do that. Um the the prob, the big thing with OTAs to me and their approach that I think is being a little bit overlooked is I've thought about in the 20 years I've been around the team how much preparation has changed in terms of the technology and stuff like that like the playbook isn't a book anymore it's a no, tablet yeah. and they have all these tools and I think it's just much easier for them to communicate things off the field than it used to be. You're not looking at an X and an O, you know, dot, dot, dot. You're actually seeing, okay, here's this. Here's 20 different examples of this. And this is exactly how we want you to do it. You know, I think that's more effective. And I think maybe they don't need as much time on the field. On the other hand, maybe if, if this year turns out to be a disaster, we'll all say they've got to do more work on the field. <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, now, you know, it, real quick to that point, Les, and the pure speculation. So I'll, I'll, I'll announce that right at the top. We saw what happened with Doug Peterson. So as good as it looks with Nick Sirianni right now, right. Things can go poorly. As you mentioned, I don't think they are. So everybody settled down. But if we're 10 years down the road and Nick Sirianni's in another city with another team and he's got this reputation of of being a a, a good coach, Mm -hmm. do you think he's leaving OTA practices and minicamp practices on the table? Because I don't think he is. I I, I don't, you know, if if we're, we're up to him, I think he uses 10 days of OTAs and three days of minicamp. I don't know. I I don't know him that well to know that. I think from a, I think the veteran players run a lot of this. Uh, That's true. Yeah. The Fletcher Coxes and the Jason Kelseys and the Brandon Grahams. And if you didn't have that. Yeah, Russian. Uh, it seems like he knows every time when his computer's going to go down because we get the frozen hand look of less reaching for the computer because he knows he's going to. There he's up. back back um so go ahead les i think we got you back um but i think he's right i mean when when nick sirianni got hired it was coming off the pandemic um and and i think people forget at that time 
you know, the first Nick Sirianni practice, if you remember, we still had the masks on. We were still doing all the COVID protocols, and there was um, uh, negotiating going on between the NFL and the NFLPA about how offseason was going to be handled still. Um, and so we got the the Kelsey's of the world, the Fletcher Cox of the world, the Brandon Grams, and said, hey, you know, I want you guys to come in. What's, what's, you know, and voluntary is voluntary. We see it, you know, Fletcher pops his head in every once in a while, as he likes to say, um, you know, how can I get you to come in here as a first year rookie head coach? And they agreed to, all right, we'll come in for the voluntary stuff. If you, if you erase the mandatory part of it and it worked out, they overachieved the first year, they made the Super Bowl in the second year. So, I change. I get it. I give him the benefit of the doubt, but Nick Sirianni's competitive, man. I think if he was allowed to practice, he'd practice. That's yeah, just I, my opinion. Though. I agree with you on that. So uh, let me put it to you. I'm last through the names out there. We'll thank him for that. Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. How many of those guys are going to be Eagles in 2024? Well, I, I think Jason is going to retire. Um, maybe it changes. You know, I think he was going to retire last year, um, and he changed his mind. Uh, he told Lane and a couple other teammates that was it last year, and he decided to come back. But um, ultimately, I think he's he's um, he's going to retire. I think Fletcher's probably not going to be back. And I think of all those, like Brandon Graham says he's he wants to play 15 years. This is year 14. I think he's the most likely to be back, believe it or not, because he, he'll he give the Eagles a discount. He gave him a discount this year, he and did. he wants to finish it, and he, and he wants to finish 15 years with the same team. And That's, if he does, it would be a great achievement, and I surely believe the Eagles would bring him back if, if it's a – contract that uh, both he and the Eagles can live with, which would be, see this year he gave the Eagles a break because he was coming off a double digit sack season. He could have got on the open market and, and got more money. I don't doubt that a little bit. I'll, I'll take the under the same number of sacks that Brandon Graham had last year, this year. I just don't think he can reproduce the season he had. So is he going to take even a further discount the year after? Because, by the time they get uh, to 2024, you're hoping Nolan Smith has established himself as a contributing and maybe even breakout uh, defensive end for the Eagles this year. So the need for Brandon Graham is going to drop. Could that actually get ugly this offseason? The fact that he wants to come back and the Eagles go, yeah, but now you got to take another haircut because – Truth be told, we were negotiating off a great season last year and we didn't have Nolan Smith yet. Could that be a factor in him not getting his 15th season with the Eagles? Um, I mean, I, I think the only thing that would affect it is if he played really poorly. Um, and I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I've Nor do I. no indication that that's going to happen. He keeps himself in tremendous shape. Um, you know, the Eagles have... Um, I think the biggest hurdle to it all was playing time. And he sort of accepted that lesser role last year coming off the Achilles. So now he's in the mindset of, all right, 
you know, I'm going to play 25 snaps. So he's okay with that. I, I think it's going to be fine. I, I think he's still a really good player. Uh, sort of like the defensive Kelsey. You shouldn't be at 35, but he is. Um, and I, I don't think that's going to change. I think he's going to get year 15 and then I'll walk off into the sunset. All right. Let's prediction. give Les one more try here, Xander, and uh, we'll put the question to him uh, before we let Les roll. I'm really We're, sorry. I've never had this many problems connecting before, but uh, yeah, I'm really getting kicked off almost every time. I get <laughs> well, hopefully we can get you through the next five minutes or so here. Uh, John and I were talking about while you were trying to get back up, if the players, as you suggested, the players had a lot to do with the Eagles mm-hmm. skimming back on practice, a really talented player, Pro Bowl lovers, uh, champions here in Philadelphia, they inserted some influence, and that's why the Eagles have come back to the pack. And John Sterry, oh, Sirianni, we'd like to practice. He's a competitor. This was kind of foisted on him, and he shrugged his shoulders and said, okay, if this is the way we got to do it, this is the way we're going to do it. And they've gotten the results they have, so he's got to go with the flow. If those guys are gone, Fletcher's gone, Kelsey's gone, BG, 50-50 shot, could be, might be, might not be here. Do you think we'll see immediately Sirianni go, yeah, and I know we only did three practices. Mm -hmm. This year we're going to do more. Do you think we'll see evidence of it that it becomes more Nick Sirianni's team? Some of the Eagle veterans are no longer here. Do you think we'll see more work out of the Eagles in preseason? You know, if John is correct, and I think he might be, I think that's very likely. I think when the leadership changes and it's a younger team, I think, uh, you know, they'll do more. uh, I think you're probably right, John, that Nick would like to have these opportunities, but it is a veteran-dominated team. And when it isn't anymore, I think, uh, you know, I think that's a very good chance of that happening, yes. I think the toothpaste is out of the tube, Les, when it comes really? to the Eagles. I, okay. I think now what can change it is lack of success. If they yes. have a yes. really bad season, then, yeah, then you can try to put it back in the tube. But I think if they continue to have set, uh, success, uh, Nick is, you know, it's hard to argue with it, right? If, oh, if yeah. you say Absolutely. it's worked yeah. and they continue to stay healthy. But that's why I brought up. If down the road he's in another city, mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's going to – and he has more power because of the cachet developed here. I I think it might change. I think it might change yeah. in another instance. But the Eagles are kind of defaulting to Arshkinota, and they say, all right, we've stayed healthy. Let's let's keep going. That's, that's how yeah. I, I think that's it exactly looks in right. Philadelphia. Yeah. But do you, if you see that uh, Sirianni going elsewhere and going, hey, let's get back to practice, will the next coach of the Eagles, does that give the Eagles the chance to go, yeah, you know, we kind of put this in place because of the veteran players uh, slam dunked it down our throat. Well, they're not here anymore. Nick's not here anymore. Let's go back to working hard during the preseason. Well, this what is happens one here of those in Philadelphia things. when Nick is elsewhere? Uh, at what point, Les, do you expect – um or do you expect at all sort of an attempt to try to gain more power from Nick Sirianni? If they make another run to the Super Bowl, if they're a consistently good team. Right. And, you know, he's, he seemed happy go lucky, you know, how he runs personnel. 
the old Bill Parcells quote, if you want me to cook the dinner, let me buy the groceries. Right, right. It seems to always happen. Maybe it's yeah. the coaching staff. With Doug, it was the coaching staff. Um, if you have success as a coach, you tend to want more power. Do you think that happens with Nick? I think a lot depends on whether he, uh, whether the, the success can. Damn, I wanted to hear Les's answer to that. There it goes again. He's having all sorts of connection problems. All right, before we, uh, what's your answer to that, Jody? Do you think, (sighs) do you think, do you think he will try to get more power? I mean, history says he will. If you look at other coaches and other positions, um, I think Sirianni is more diplomatic than Doug Peterson was. I think he probably handles himself better in a meeting with Jeff Laurie than Doug Peterson did. Um, I think he'll be better at just picking and choosing his spots where he wants to flex his muscles a little bit and insert his authority and show, hey, listen, I'm the coach of a team that's gone to the Super Bowl twice. I don't think it'll be uh, the same way. I don't think it plays out the same way it does with Peterson. Do I think he's going to at some point try and say, hey, you know, how about a little uh, coming my way? Because I am the coach of the team that's having this success. But I think he'll be much better doing it. So I don't think it will get to the point of where a guy is only several years removed from a Super Bowl and he's told your services are no longer needed. So I get your point that it happens to everybody. Any coach that has this kind of success is going to flex their muscles a little bit. I just think Sirianni will be better uh, suited to do it, and therefore it might not have the ramifications that uh, it did with Doug Peterson. All right, I want to make one more point. Les, you with us? No, we don't have Les. He's still freezing up. Uh, well, he says, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. All right, <laughs> This will be the, I promise, last question, then we'll let you get on with the rest of your life that won't freeze up on you. Um, And again, I apologize. Bird fans are all going to get ticked off at me here. (laughs) They had uh, 89 guys. No, they had 88 guys. No, they didn't because some veteran guys were told you don't even have to bother showing up. Uh, They had a lot of guys at OTAs last week. One of the guys who wasn't there was a guy who should be desperately trying to show he's got value and make the team. And his name's Devin Allen. And he was over in Europe competing in track events. When the Eagles signed him last year, I remember reading reports, and John, may you may or may not have gotten to talk to him or at last as well, that he was dedicating himself to football. That he really wanted to give football a shot. That he thought this was a positive. And he's back running high hurdles again. And the Eagles are having non-mandatory, optional activity. Yeah, that's Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox. So Fletcher Cox doesn't have right, to do anything right. but stick his head in the door and go, hey, guys, how's it going? Good. I'll see you next week. Devin Allen should be out there every single snap trying to show that he can catch a football and earn a spot on his team. He hung around all last year on the practice squad, never got elevated to the roster. Why are they still clinging to Devin Allen? Well, I don't think they're – there's no roster crunch right now. They have plenty of spots. Uh yeah, um, we lost less. Yeah, yeah I mean, they don't have plenty of spots. They've got eighty nine out of the ninety filled. 
So um, that's it, it. All depends on no, but you, at, I think he means at ninety. Um, who cares, right? You can carry a bunch of people at ninety. There's a bunch of guys, you know, who aren't going to be here uh, ultimately. But you're at the the ninety man off season roster is is pretty big. And then when you get down to fifty three, and then you got sixteen on the practice squad, then you have decisions to make. Um, so at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't think it matters. You're right. I mean, when Devin first signed, first of all, he could play football. I mean, he played football in college. He's not like that track stars. We've seen track stars in the past who haven't played football. He he knows how to play football. It had been a while. Um so he he's a little bit um more advanced than just the typical track like Ronaldo Nehemiah back in the day, for instance. Um he, he's far more advanced than that. But, yeah, when he signed, he said, all right, I'm at the age where this is it. I got to, you know, if I want to try this sort of dream of his, I got to do it now. Uh, and the intimation was that he was done with track and he was going to dedicate um, his uh, career to football. That has not been the case. Right. And I, I, I think, you know, it probably hampers him. Uh, he's probably not going to be. Well, but the see, next then, I'd like life. the Eagles to sign me since it's just one of the 90 spots. Why don't they give me a contract? I, I can not show up for practices that they're not going to have. I can do that. Well, real they're well. voluntary. But, Come but on. You got to be Jack, careful. Oh, I could do that. Does it or does it matter when you show up? Does it or does it matter that you got 90 guys? Well, I know it, it's 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 on the margins, but that's where the Eagles live on the margins. That's how they beat everybody by being better on the margins, right? Well, here's a margin that I think they're screwing up. Why you got this guy still on your 90 man roster if he's not even dedicated to sh- dedicated enough to show up? He'd rather go run high hurdles than work out with you. Well, I, I I don't think that because I mean, Devin is dedicated to the point that he can hold up in an NFL training camp and run track at a high level. So he's a pretty dedicated athlete. Um, I, I'm with you. You probably have to choose one or the other, and he should probably choose track and field because he's so good at it, and he has been uh, so good at it. Um, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's probably not going to work out because he's trying to do both. That part I agree with. But I think the Eagles like him. They like his work ethic. Um, and the, and they're willing to carry him on the 90-man offseason roster. Now, from the perspective of, is that meaningful? I mean, you want the real question, the real answer, or the made-up answer? Really, no, it's not an issue whatsoever. Made up, yeah, everything matters. Everything matters. So pay that lip service but with 90 guys i mean is charleston rambo gonna make this team no i'm sorry charleston i didn't mean to pick on you the only reason i the only reason at least charleston was there last week the the only reason i pick on charleston is because he's the last one here you know how that works first one out right um you know there's a bunch of guys you could say well he's not gonna make this team but um, you know, you have 90 man off season rosters. <laughs> well, then maybe the Eagles should apply to the NFL for 95 so they can have guys like Devin Allen who are on the team. They're on our roster. They're nice guys. We like them to have them when they can deign us with their presence for practice. We like them as persons. So can we extend the roster to 95? The Eagles got zero implemented. So I think they should start working on that. 90 is not quite enough. They got to get it to 95. Uh, what's the number where you go, all right, now we're getting ridiculous. I don't know if it's 90 or if it's 95 or it's 100 or it should be 85. But uh, that's the kind of stuff we debate during the offseason here on Birds 365. We're going to thank Les Bowen for trying to hop on with us today. Next time we'll work that much harder at the computer connection prior to punching Les up. But do check out his podcast, uh, Bowen on the Birds. Come back with Johnny Mac, Jody Mac. Jeff Kerr is going to join us next hour here on Birds 365. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Johnny Mac and Johnny Mac here with you on Birds 365, Monday edition. The yes, Eagles will be practicing this week. John, they're going to call you about 55 minutes before they're going to actually allow you yeah. in. Well, uh, it, it, we still don't know when we're going. It'll probably be either tomorrow or Thursday. Um, yeah, but still don't know. So maybe 55 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Are those the three days this week there? Um, they... that's a good question. Um, what is it? Cause uh, last week it was Monday off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it must be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Cause the eighth is, uh, the last day, um, the last day until training camp. And that's Thursday. Um, so yeah, must be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because the two days they bloated were, uh, uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Fair enough. So we'll find out, uh, what day that, uh, John actually gets to go in and see an overstate, a tremendous overstatement on your part, because, uh, what, what was the squash match between the two punters last week? Did you really have to go there, John, and mention <laughs> yeah, the narrative? Probably, that's probably what Joe saw. Better. I called it. Uh, yeah, I, well, well, I help people know I did that facetiously, but I do have to be careful with that kind because of, people take stuff very, very seriously. Um, uh, he did. Uh, he did have a much better day, Aaron Seapos, than Ty Zedner, but it is one day. Yeah, it's not. And and not as the much end of the world. as much as I appreciate you, partner, I will say this. I put more stock in Jimmy Kemsky's evaluation of punters. He has borderline been obsessed with evaluating punters the last several years. Oh, I'm sure Jimmy said Eagles. the same thing. That's I had him. Man. I had him on uh, WIP with uh, me and Mac now on Sunday, and he basically said the same thing you did. That it really wasn't. If you were matching one against the other, he actually had the hang times. Um, I think. Uh, I'm going to uh, apologize if I get this wrong, uh, but I think I remember exactly what he said. Um, hang time for uh, Sipos was almost a flat five, 4.97 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, one was at like 5.11, one of right. his boomers, which is really good, by the way. Right. Really Anything good. over five is outstanding, and he was right up against five, whereas uh, Zetner's was about a 4.4 average hang time which is not good and i know it's a half a second but that means a lot 
And when you're talking oh, about that's a huge months. gap, that is a huge gap. Uh, you know, people, you know, that's like four, four, one versus four, four, eight. That is a huge gap in the NFL. Right. Um, by the way, it's June 5th and 6th. Duh, I forgot about Monday. So they're practicing today, Tuesday. Oh, they are practicing Thursday. today. Yeah. Today, Tuesday, Thursday. Okay. Uh, so uh, we, we might have some eagle leak out information tomorrow. We shall see. I what I did track over the weekend, although there was no eagle news, I was waiting for a significant trade in the National Football League this weekend because June 1st was Thursday. And there weren't really too many big Philadelphia, not any NFL team moves on Thursday. And then Friday the 2nd and Saturday the 3rd and Sunday the 4th, June 1st came and went, John, and there was no major moves in the National Football League. And it used to be a bigger day that there are salary cap ramifications and roster ramifications. There were no major moves, no real recognizable name, no star players were traded and or released. Has the significance of June 1st, uh, I won't say disappeared, but certainly dissipated? Um, somewhat from the perspective, what they changed is you can now designate people June 1st releases or, or June. So you can cut guys earlier. We you used to have to wait for June 1st. Um, you don't have to do that anymore. It's still, so it's still a big day from a bookkeeping perspective, uh, teams getting money back. In other words, you can cut a guy in March with a, uh, June 1st designation you don't get the salary cap relief until June 1st. Right. Um, so you you can do a solid to the player in essence. But um, so from that's what's changed. Um, but from a bookkeeping perspective, it's still the same as it's always been. Um, the Eagles, though, didn't use it this year. They've used it in the past, obviously. Uh, so from there, it's not a big it's not a big June 1st year for them. Um, at least as per the, con the, the, the moves that were made, one a big June first year for anybody, even if you created, no, I, I meant, nobody used I meant, it over the weekend. I meant, I meant for, um, uh, in other, other words, <clears throat> they didn't have any June 1st releases, so they didn't gain any cap room. That's what I mean. Um, other teams did and gained room Buffalo signed Leonard Floyd today, um, you know, Dalvin Cook's going to go somewhere at some point. Uh, Vikings are trying to hold out to get uh, something. Um, there's going to be moves. But that the reason why it's not as splashy as it once was is that post-June uh, 1st designation, which didn't exist uh, in the past, uh, it's about three, four, I don't know how many years exactly. It's a few years old. Um, in, in years go back 10 years you would have to wait for june 1st and then it became more on people's radar right the team that actually i think benefited the most as of june 1st was the dolphins 
I think they created like $13 million worth yeah. of cap, which yeah. means they so, cut a bunch of guys and knew that as of June 1st, they'd be able to get uh, salary cap advances, and they didn't jump into the fray and sign anybody this week either. Uh, I think the Cowboys got over $10 million uh, because of like uh, Ezekiel Elliott, they cut him with a uh, June 1st designation. So they got like 10 million bucks in salary cap clearance. They didn't do anything either. So even the teams that got it, it finally kicked in and you got the cap relief, it, basically nobody used it either. So it's kind of a boring weekend in, in football, sorry to say, uh, but we'll see if it has any effect. You mentioned Dalvin Cook. There were some people who thought, ooh, the Eagles should be making a play. If Dalvin Cook's going to shake free, they should be. Dalvin Cook gets released. He should be there. Well, no, they traded for DeAndre Swift instead. I uh, did... We had some people saying they should have got Leonard Floyd. I'm like, how many stinking pass rushers do you want? Another edge want... rusher. They, yeah. they need another edge rusher? Uh, that, it, that, if you heard of the name, there's a group of fans that want him. Um uh, First yeah. things first, speaking of June 1st, they could still tell Derek Barnett, thank you, no. Now, you know I'm not the biggest Derek Barnett fan, uh, and he's been clinging to a roster spot for a couple of years now. I get it. Nick Sirianni first, Doug Peterson said it, and then Nick Sirianni said it. He's a hard worker. He's a good guy to have in the locker room. He's a very upbeat guy, and he gives you everything in the limited practice time that Eagles have. And then on game day, he works real hard. He gives you a tremendous effort. So they like his character and him being part of the team. But if he can't get the quarterback, can't create pressures, and you've got better guys that you'd need to pull off the field to get him onto the field, just doesn't make any sense for me. They had Leonard Floyd stop it. There's no chance something like that was going to happen as long as Derek Barnett's still on this roster. Um, No. Well, yeah, it was never going to happen no matter what, but uh, um, they don't have, like I said, they, you know, they've already budgeted. They are where they are. No issues from a salary cap perspective. They don't have to do anything with Derek Barnett right now. They can wait it out. As I said, it is a position that is valuable, um, that numerous teams will be looking for over the summer, especially when they get to the camp and realize some of their younger players probably aren't ready to play. That's always what happens in this league. Um, you start to panic a little bit. This is where Howie is really, really good. Um, there's no sense of urgency. Um, and then injuries. Um, this team had 70 sacks last year, Jody. And they were not happy. They were not happy. And Derek Parnett was supposed to be the fourth guy. Uh, and he tore his ACL in the week one. Um, and they didn't get what they wanted from Patrick Johnson. They went out and they tried to trade for Robert Quinn. That didn't work. They had 70 sacks and they weren't happy. So they are very cognizant of having that that sort of come at you in waves mentality. Um Problem is, Nolan Smith is here now. So he's number four. And Derek Barnett is number five. Um, but they don't they don't have to trade him. They don't have to cut him. And they will wait well, well, and wait, wait and time wait out, and up. wait. Uh, I, you say one thing that doesn't add up for me. They got 70 sacks, but they weren't happy. 
but they don't have to cut Derek Barnett. So you're telling me you think Derek Barnett actually has a chance to come in and increase? Now, why? Why do yeah. you, I'll, I'll turn it around on you. Why do you want Derek Barnett out of here immediately? Why do you want to you keep Derek Barnett? What if what if what if someone gets hurt in training camp? What 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 is the? He's already here. You you don't need room. You don't need cap room to sign somebody else. What 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 is the what what is the urgency to get him out of here when you can wait? Maybe you can wait at, at, at a more high profile. The best high profile situation at, at quarterback was Sam Bradford. The Eagles waited and waited and waited and waited, and all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt, and they 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 fleece Rick Spielman. Uh, and they get a first round pick. Now they're not going to get that. That's it. I'm just using that as a perfect example of an injury cropping up, desperation, and then all of a sudden you have something happening. Uh, there's no need to put your foot down on the gas. You just wait. If you need them, you need them. If you don't need them, you can trade them in the summer. That's that's what Howie's good at. Right. But you just threw out a name there, Leonard Floyd. Um, but they don't want Leonard Floyd. I threw out a name. So they want of, they want Derek Barnett more than Der, uh, Leonard Floyd. Who do you think is going to have a better season this year? Why Derek would Leonard, Leonard Floyd. Floyd come here? Why would Leonard Floyd why, come why, to Philadelphia? Why not? What do you mean? They have Josh Sweat. They have Hassan Reddick. They have Brandon Grant. They have Nolan Smith. What kind of freaking reps is Leonard Floyd going to get? He wants to go to a situation. Well, where then why do you need to keep Derek Barnett if you've got this great depth at uh, edge rusher? Then I don't Jody, see how come Derek on, Barnett. He's already, he's already here. He's already under contract. You've already done your budgeting. He's already here. You're not bringing in somebody. First of all, Leonard Floyd doesn't want to come here because there's no role for him. Derek Barnett's already here. He doesn't have an option at this point. So you wait it out. If, if it's an insurance policy, if 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 you need them, you need them. If you don't need them, you don't need them, and you can move on and go in a different direction. But there's no reason on June 5th for Howie Roseman to wake up and say, oh, I got to get rid of Derek Barnett because I have Nolan Smith. No, you wait. It, you know, it might be Matt Pryor. It might be Jalen Rager. It might you wait until somebody has a need, and then you maximize what you can give back for the guy. Hopefully, everybody stays healthy. And if everybody stays healthy, the Eagles don't need Derek Barnett. But right now they have him. There's there's no urgency to trade him, and maybe they will need him. But the hope is they don't need him because the hope is everybody's healthy. Leonard Floyd is not coming here. The Eagles had no interest and in, and they're not. I mean, that's again, I bring up the fans. How many pass rushers do you want? And why would Leonard Floyd want to come here? Yeah. I, no I, I, I must, I must be missing something that Leonard Floyd doesn't want to come to the Eagles, but they want to keep Derek Barnett. Either you've got I, I, your on. four defensive All right, ends let's in go position, to break. so why do you worry let's about the fifth defensive break. guy? Wouldn't you want to get the better of those two uh, guys? You're going to comp one to the other, compare one to the other. Why wouldn't you want to have the better one? 
let's go to break and see if Jeff Kerr can explain it to you. Because I'm pretty sure he's going to say the same thing I do. And I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. And maybe he can explain it better. Because obviously I'm not getting through. Yeah, you're not. Uh, this is Birch 365, John McMullen, Johnny McDonald. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Sports.com, good enough to jump in with us. Uh, Jeff, I'll ask the question the way I want to ask the question, and John can follow up and take it with you wherever you want. Why is Derek Barnett still a member of the Philadelphia Eagles? That's a good question, but I'll tell you right now, they were never getting Larry Floyd, Jody Mack. So, uh, really, they're waiting on Derek Barnett to see what he can do. Do you, do you know the in, details in of camp. the Floyd contract with uh, the, the Buffalo Bills? Why? Why? 
he signed with Buffalo, but the Eagles had no chance of getting him. Uh, please explain that to me. Well, the Eagles have enough depth at defensive end right now. They they drafted Nolan Smith for a reason. They have Josh Sweat. They have Brandon Graham. They have Hassan Reddick. Where was Leonard Floyd going to play on this team? Okay. Then fair enough. I'll get back to my original question. Why is Derek Barnett here? Since the Eagles are four deep at defensive end and they don't need an upgrade, um, Derek Barnett, as of right now, I think it's fair to say you could uh, not argue he's in the top four in the defensive end rotation. So if they weren't going to touch Leonard Floyd because they're too rich at that position, why is Derek Barnett still here? Honestly, I think it's more for a depth situation, and they're hoping none of their top four guys get hurt, as I heard John say before the break. And the second part of it is, if none of those guys get hurt, I think they want to trade Derek Barnett and get compensation for him. I'm, I'm sure Derek Barnett's camp would love for him to get released right now so he would have an opportunity to go somewhere else. But who would sign Derek <laughs> Barnett? So it, it's – Allie Roseman is playing the waiting game, and – when the team eventually will need a pass rusher, say, late August, and Derek Barnett's probably not going to make the 53-man roster, Howie Roseman said, you know what, give me a six. Give me a seven for him. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I should have mentioned, too, is um, Derek is obviously coming off a torn ACL. So it was week one, early September. So what do you see? Nine months would be early June. Um, so right now is about, you know, maybe mid June, um, you know, maybe he'll get cleared obviously as you get later in the summer, um, it becomes, he he becomes healthier. So that from a trade perspective as well is going to be key to show in the pre in the, in the preseason and remember, and I'll, I'll say this to both of you. You know, people are saying, oh, how he can't get anything to Jalen Rager. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, he did. Because Minnesota needed a punt returner and made a mistake. They can't get anything from Matt Pryor. Just cut him. Oh, yeah, he did. You know, I'm not – Yeah, we're talking day three picks. We're talking uh, round six or round seven picks. But if he can get something for the guy and everybody gets through training camp healthy – why why is that so hard to understand is I guess what I'm trying to say. What I mean, that to me makes perfect sense. And I'll throw that to both of you guys. Yeah, I guess your evaluation is that they can actually get a, a day three pick for him. I don't think anybody's gonna touch him. I, wow. I, I think you Cal- got a I think Jody, I think you got a Derek Barnett block. I think about what well, I just mentioned. Here's the players. beauty of this, John. We'll know it in the next couple of months, right? I, yeah. I'll say this, Jody Mack. I know this is a, a completely different sport, but Drew Ellis on the Phillies, for example, former second round pick. That guy shouldn't have been anywhere near a major league baseball organization with how bad he was. And the Phillies took a chance on him in April, claimed him off waivers because he was a former second round pick. Derek Barnett is a former first round pick. Someone will take a chance. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think there's any he's doubt. He's an injured player who hasn't made any plays in two years. Okay. If you guys think it's actually going to equate to a six-round pick, here's the beauty of it. We'll find out in the next several months. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm very confident that they'll be able to get something for Derek Barnett. I'm more confident that they'll be able to get something for Derek Barnett than Jalen Rager. Um, and they got two picks for Jalen Rager. 
Uh, Matt Pryor, you know, he was a six round pick and Jeff Stoutland works in, uh, you know, he's got such a high reputation. Uh, but, you know, people were saying they couldn't get anything from Matt Pryor. They got something for Matt Pryor. I mean, Howie's very, very, very good at this stuff. But I'll go back to the Leonard Floyd stuff as a whole. Forget about Derek Barnett. Because I want to get, Jody, you and I agree on DeAndre Hopkins, right? He can't come here because there's no role for DeAndre Hopkins. Well, why is it different with Leonard Floyd? Like, throw Derek Barnett out of the equation. Why would Leonard Floyd, who's not nearly the player DeAndre Hopkins is, but he'll be, what, Jeff, you pay attention to the league. He'll be the second, third uh, pass rusher on Buffalo. Yeah, pretty much. Why Why would he come here where there's no role for him, the same as DeAndre Hopkins? Exactly. He. There's no reason why he'd come here. I, I was – so about a week ago – I update the free agency uh, stuff for CBS Sports, and I-, I ranked, like, the best player in every position. And I realized Leonard Flew is still available, and I was thinking, who's going to sign him? He's a one-trick pony at this point in his career. And then he signs with Buffalo, which I'm like, okay, that's a really good fit for him because he's going to play a lot. He's with Von Miller again. I think Von Miller had a lot to do with him going to the Bills. And back to your DeAndre Hopkins point, I'm starting to think of, does Buffalo even have any money left for DeAndre Hopkins? Do they even want DeAndre Hopkins? And Buffalo, they don't need DeAndre Hopkins. I know that's been the fancy there, too, put in with Stephon Diggs. But a lot of the Bills guys I talked to say they really don't need a receiver as much as people think they do. So let me get this straight. Both of you guys said he could be their number two uh, defensive end in Buffalo. Ahead of Greg Rousseau, who's one year removed from being a first-round draft pick? He'll, he'll rotate with him. I I – to be fair, I said two or three. Yeah, okay. he could probably beat Great. him out. Is three. he going to be ahead of A.J. Espinessa? It was a second-round pick Maybe. two years ago. Uh, Espinessa's been helter-skelter, yeah. if, if I want to be honest. But he's still going to get more snaps in Buffalo than he'd ever get here. Are we comparing uh, 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 Gregory Russo to Josh Sweat? Are we comparing A.J. Espinosa to Brandon Graham? I mean, the Eagles have the deepest defensive line in the NFL. We, you, you brought up, Jody, last week. Who did Bucky Brooks rate as the number one unit in the entire NFL? Eagles defensive line. Well, I mean, what are we talking about here? I think also, that, well, but that's that, that's including defensive tackles and not just Well, yeah, but, uh, but you think the edge is bringing that down? The edges are better than the tackles. Can we add Milton Williams to this equation too? Like he's going to play edge. He's going to play tackle. He's going to be everywhere. Yeah. I mean, what are we talking about here? I, 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 how deep. We're talking about Derek Barnett has no use to this team. And if you can get a better player than Derek Barnett as your fifth defensive end, I would do so if I were Howie Roseman. How deep can one team possibly be at one position? You can't. This is why I brought up DeAndre Hopkins. You, you and I are on the same page with DeAndre Hopkins. He doesn't fit because, not because he's not better than Quez Watkins. He's a hell of a lot better than Quez Watkins. But he doesn't fit in the role. He doesn't fit in the role. Leonard Floyd is not a fifth defensive end. He's better than that. But he's not Josh Sweat good. I'm not even bringing up Hassan Reddick. He's not, he's not Brandon Graham good. He's yeah, and you have a first round pick. Now, 
maybe is better than Nolan Smith in the short term. But, I mean, you draft a first-round pick because you think he's going to be part of your team. You don't want to sit there and say, oh, we're going to draft a guy with the 30th overall pick, but we're going to sign Leonard Floyd. That's just not how NFL business works. I ain't benching Nolan Smith for third. How old is Leonard Floyd now? 32, 33? I might be wrong on that, but I'm not benching Nolan Smith for him. No, exactly. That's all I'm trying to point out. I mean, it's – it's the same fantasy football stuff we were talking about, Jody. Is he better than, than than Derek Barnett? Yeah, probably. But you don't mess around with a fifth defensive man. First of all, you got to convince the guy to come here, which I think is ludicrous, as I said. I mean, that's just not how you do that. He's 30 years old. Uh, that's just not how the NFL works. Roles matter. How, so what what did he sign for, Jeff? Do you know? I don't think they released contract terms yet. Release I, I yet. think it's. I'll, I will say this. I think it's a great signing for the Bills. I think that. I think the Bills needed pass rusher more than they needed a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, if Gabriel Davis has a bounce back, um, I don't. I don't think Buffalo is going to struggle offensively. Let's put it that Watch way. Watch out for uh, Khalil uh, Shakir this year. I think he's going to have a good year. Um, they're, they're, they're a good team and they're, they're a Super Bowl contender. So it makes sense for them, uh, to go try and get it. Um, and you know, if the Eagles go and make a, a move at linebacker, it would make sense. Even if they make a move at safety, it would make sense. But on that defensive line, man, I mean, people just want too much. They want too much. It's gluttony. It's gluttony. John, do you th- speaking of safety, do you think the Eagles are going to play this thing out with Edmonds, Blankenship, Evans, these guys, like in training camp, and then make a move? Because I, you saw the same thing I did Thursday, and I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm concerned about the back seven, um, and and you know, not the corners. So you know, do the math. Uh, I'm talking about the linebackers and the safeties. And it's not really the back seven, is it? It's the back five. If you well, the back seven as a whole, because they play in concert. Um, you know, but they're buying a corner, but you know, and that'll help uh, the safeties. Um, they're great on the defensive front, as we just said, but and that'll help the, the linebackers. But if they're not good enough, they're not good enough. And I, I don't think the linebackers are good enough, and I'm speaking specifically because I know people will lose their minds about N'Kobe Dean. I'm fine with N'Kobe. You know, that's sort of how you have to do business. I was just talking about the business of the NFL. That's how you have to do business. If you have a young player who you project is going to be something, you got to get it started. You got to go in that direction. I'm fine with that. But I'm not fine with Nicholas Morrow. And I'm not fine with either safety to be perfect. And I don't care who you pick. I mean, it could be blanket ship. It could be Edmonds. It could be Evans or expecting a third round pick like Sidney Brown, Jeff, to, to just hit the ground running and, you know, be Malcolm Jenkins. I, I don't like that. I, I don't think that's a great plan. I think Sidney Brown is going to be a good player for this team, but I think the expectations for this season could be unrealistic because of the safety position. Yeah, and expectations are part of it because, 
you already have this sort of, you know, mentality of, of, you know, he's a big hitter. He's going to be Brian Dawkins. You know, everybody, first name, Dawkins, Dawkins, Dawkins. Macho oh, Harris is your... Brian Dawkins at one point. Yeah. Oh, Kayvon Wallace was Brian Dawkins. He had, he had the double hit because he was from Clemson. Yeah, poor Kayvon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's like, I don't know, 13 safeties in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure none of these safeties are going to be in the Hall of Fame. So Did you I see one of those like Twitter accounts that for, is famous for, I don't know what reason, ranked Brian Dawkins 12th on, on like the all-time safeties list? I'm like, I didn't well, see it, but I, I was mean, like, 12th? Well, there's only like 13 in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, I know, it, it, but I, he had nine Hall of Famers ahead of Dawkins, which that bothered me. Well, that probably is. I didn't see it, but yeah, I mean, makes uh, no sense whatsoever. All right, Jeff Carr. I know, unlike John McMullen, you're a fan of Hard Knocks. I'm a big fan of Hard Knocks. You who's, wrote all bunch gonna of be a, stuff. Who's going to be on my, Hard Knocks? I don't even know. We don't know yet. Last year they announced that the Lions were doing it in March. We're now in June, and they haven't announced the team. Uh, there were only four that fit under the qualifications. They're not hard and fast rules. But they're, they're guidelines for what teams can or should be on hard knocks. And there are only four teams in the whole NFL that don't have a get out of hard knocks free card. The Jets are one the, of them, aren't they? The yeah. Jets, the Saints, the Bears, and the Commanders. The Eagles are not one of them because one of the get out of jail free cards is if you made the playoffs the last two years. So the Eagles did so they can say, yeah, we'll pass. But we know how this works if the NFL decides, listen, we want to dictate this. We want to get our best football. We want this specific team on hard knocks. If the uh, NFL Roger Goodell at all came to Jeff Laurie and said, listen, it's a really good year to have you on hard knocks. Hertz is a major personality. He's a face of the, the, the uh, entire league type guy. Coming off a Super Bowl, you got a coach with a little personality. We want to put you on hard knocks. Does Jeff Laurie say, okay, let me talk it over with my people and get back to you, Raj? Or does he just go, no, we got these rules in play. We got these guidelines. We don't qualify. Go bother someone else, Cadell. How's that conversation go? I would tell him, you got the New York Jets. You got the Washington Commanders available. Go see them because they fall under the qualifications. Now, I don't know how the in-season Hard Knocks works in terms of the rules because they had the Colts in the midst of their playoff run, which, by the way, that was fantastic watching that collapse. And they, watching the Cardinals oh, 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 collapse oh, oh. last year was oh, Were you saying it was fantastic television or it was fantastic because you wanted to see the Colts collapse during a No, playoff? no, it was fantastic television. And it was, uh, fantastic. It was even more fantastic television watching the Cardinals just implode beyond our very eyes. Like, the whole – I think DeAndre Hopkins was featured in pretty much every episode until like the last three because he practically sat out. So yeah. it was very entertaining watching the the downfall. Yeah, I like I Perry. like the preseason one much better than the in season one. Well, the in season one, the only one I was upset with was I don't need to know Carson Wentz is a family man. I know he's a family man. I'm sure he's a great father. I don't need to, you to tell me that. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm I I tapped out on hard knocks, so I can't get in this conversation. But what when the NFL won, you know, they do sort of these things 
on their various team websites. It seems like every team now, Jeff, has these behind-the-scenes sort of shows or videos they do. And they're always so, you know, obviously team-friendly because they only show what they want to show. You know, one of my favorites is the draft room. Everybody got the guy they wanted. They cut it. (laughs) Everybody in the history of the world got the guy they wanted. What about the guy they didn't want? Yeah. Um, So they only showed the good. And sadly, I think too many fans only want to see the good. I get that every week. You and I both, you know, took to Twitter, uh, the whole Russell Wilson stuff. I mean, you know, put on the earmuffs, baby ears, if you don't want to hear the truth. I, 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 so I think hard knocks has turned into that. I think it's so, you know, teams have right of first refusal. No, you can't show this. You can't show that. And that's sort of antithetical from what it was when it first started. When I think it was the first time fans got to see inside the building of an NFL organization. And I thought it was tremendous, but now, as Jody points out, it's very formulaic. It's the same thing every year. Oh, let's pick out the one guy. You know what it reminds me of? If you guys ever watch like like those reality shows about pawn shops or you know storage wars, ice road you, truckers. If you see one show, you've seen every show. It's the exact same show. Um, they just have different stuff, but it's the exact same show. That's kind of how I feel about hard knocks. It's so antiseptic now. Am I wrong? Because you guys watch it. Yeah. I, don't even, yeah. I tapped no, out. I would, I would agree with you there. It's new I, personalities every single year. Uh, you can, even though it is formatic and it's it's very similar, the personalities within those roles that they're using change. And some guys are different. Some guys are outgoing. Some guys are a-holes. It, it really does. It changes every single year, even though a big part of it is very similar. I still, I still enjoy the show. And I'd love to see the Eagles be on it this year. That's why we brought this up because we're now well after when they usually get the start date, which means all the teams that are in consideration, there's some kind of holdup or hurdle that they got to get over. If none of them want to do it and Roger Goodell goes, all right, fine. Screw you all. I'm going to pick who's going to be on hard knocks this year. Jeff Kerr, you were given the power. HBO called you. They hired you to be a VP of programming. And they said, Jeff Carr, we've just gotten this great deal with the NFL. We have the right to tell them who we're going to do on Hard Knocks this year. Who would you pick? You're giving me Patrick Burns' job here because that's the guy who does it. So give me the Detroit Lions again. I, I want again. a sequel. Again. Now, wait. Nicola just said it's too repetitious. I don't it's the care. Same thing over and over and over again. At least I defended it in it. The personalities change. You want to go more to the Detroit Lions? You need more <laughs> knee biting with Dan Campbell? I need a whole you're season. Fired. Kerr, you're fired. You I need a whole president season of, of HBO that for 20 minutes. Stop. You're done. I've talked seconds. to enough Lions players that have told me so many fun stories about Dan Campbell. I, I'm embracing the guy. I, I really hope that team wins. because How about this? To- Put up the camera of, of Nick Sirianni telling Darius Slay to iron Matt Patricia. Now that I want to see. 
<laughs> if you can get me that kind of stuff, I'll get back in the hard knocks. Did you but get I'm, to take a picture of Matt Patricia on Thursday, John? Because I got one. <laughs> um, I don't think I got a picture of Matt, uh, but I am interested to talk to Nick Sirianni this week about um, Matt Brady and Matt Patricia. Um, not uh, what's it? Uh, Marcus Brady. Yeah, Marcus and Matt Brady. Patricia. Um, sort of new roles on the coaching staff. They, he hasn't had that role of senior offensive assistant, senior defensive assistant. So I want to ask him, what the hell do those guys do? I'm going to be interested to, to hear his uh, explanation. And I think a lot of people, because of Matt's history and reputation, um, some good, some bad, um, that's higher profile than Marcus Brady. But um, – what do you think of the coaching staff as a whole, the changes? I, I I thought the continuity from year one to year two was very important, and now we're in sort of uncharted waters, so to speak. Well, think about this. So the Eagles, I believe they're only the third team to make the Super Bowl and lose both their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator in the same offseason. 94-49ers were one. They lost um, – uh, got it. Ray right. Rhodes, right? Yeah, Ray, Ray, Ray Rhodes, Rhodes, Ray Rhodes and, uh, and Mike Shanahan. So yeah. they, they were yeah. the two, and the Chargers were the other. And I'm trying to remember who their coordinators were. I think it was like 20 – well, they didn't make the Super Bowl. but I, Okay, so they're only a second Super Bowl team. The, Char- the Chargers did lose both when – who's their head coach? Was it Nor- was it North Turner in 2010? Oof. I'm trying Oof. to remember. Yeah. North Turner. Yeah, but they, lost, but they lost Mike McCoy, and they lost um, – oh, um, Who's their defensive coordinator? I'm drawing a blank. I'm and, drawing a blank. Yeah, Mike. but I but the 9449ers obviously now granted they had a lot of changes because Ray Ray Rhodes took Ricky Waters and you know the the 9549ers were a very good team, but something always felt off with that team, and Steve Young's injury played a role in that. But I'm curious to see how this works with Brian Johnson, who is Jalen Hurts' guy. I think they're gonna be fine on offense. Decide Again, I mean, say what you want about John McGannon, and there's plenty to say about John McGannon, but they did have the number one pass defense last year, and they were the lowest pass defense in terms of yards. Doesn't allowed. matter, Jeff. I'm, yeah. I'm told every day it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anybody I mean, you, you need a scapegoat. I'm still, I still will hold this conviction that while John McGannon is a scapegoat, and he rightly should be, I think Eagles fans have a hard time admitting Andy Reid put on a clinic against them. You think it's that, that they don't want to give Andy Reid credit? Oh, I think they want to give Andy Reid credit, but I still think it kind of – I think I a know. lot of – Speaking of uh, hard knocks, we can talk about NFL films. You know, they, they had it – I think it was inside the NFL. They had them mic'd up. The Chiefs ran the wrong play. They, they, they were lined up they wrong. They did. They just yeah. adjusted correctly. Um, Patrick Mahomes recognized it. Uh, changed to the other side of the field, got people on the same page. That's the communicate. That's, I think, the difference. Cam Jurgens talked about that on Thursday, you know, being yeah. the right guard, having the communication with the tackle, the center. That's what Jason Kelsey's teaching him. And, you know, maybe that's one thing the Eagles picked up this offseason. Even so, be sharp. You know, everybody's talking about Andy. Andy's great. You'll never hear me say a bad thing about Andy, but they wrong the state, ran the state, wrong play they because did. they lined up incorrectly. Bottom line. Uh, by works. the way, so this is uh, a big thing in Kansas City right now because 
they signed Donovan Smith, so they probably don't have the money to get DeAndre Hopkins. They really feel Kadarius Tony can be a number one wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I know Kadarius Tony. It's yeah, I, Matt, I I don't doubt Andy Reid. I shouldn't say that. He will get the most out of Kadarius Tony as anyone could. Um, and I don't doubt that he will be better there than certainly the Giants and most other places. But I Jody can tell you, I did not like that draft pick at all when Ooh, the Giants well, went to there were two draft picks I really liked on Kansas City that play wide receivers, Sky War and Rasheed Wright. I, I think those two are gonna be really good in that offense. Right. And oh by the way, playing with Patrick Mahomes never hurts. That, yeah. Yeah. Well, he kind of makes yeah. every wide receiver that he plays with better than what most people think they're going to be. So by the way, John, I, I'll did give you... Andy credit, but I'm going to give more credit to the quarterback. By the, by the way, John, do you see our boy, our boy, uh, Chris Sims ranked Daniel Jones higher than Dak Prescott on his quarterback list? Come on. Really? Yes. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, I think Chris, Chris does stuff for, uh, you know, for engagement. I did notice he's up to like, Nine or ten, somewhere around there. Yeah, and he hasn't Jaylen gotten the Jalen Hurts yet. So uh, either Jalen's going to be top ten, or he's outside the top forty again. I think he's going to be top ten. Good, good for uh, yeah. For what, what was his reasoning that year? He put him outside the top forty. Inaccurate. He didn't. Jalen didn't complete a high uh, percentage of his passes. I, I think it's said, a total. There's no way you can improve your passing. You are what you are as far as passing. Eh, wrong. Is that uh, what he was told when he played? Because he was bad in the NFL. I just looked him up. He's up to number nine. So Dak is 13. Kirk Cousins is 12. Daniel Jones is 11. Dak is 13. Watch- oh, my God. That's a John McMullen, you are 100% right. That is purely an attempt to tick off yep. Cowboy yeah. Nation. Yep. Yeah. If you got Dak Prescott as the 13th ranked quarterback in the NFL, yeah, that's you're doing for, so for a reason. To yeah. garner by the, attention to by the way, McBullen, all the Cowboy fans. Did you know that apparently, according to Cowboys fans, there isn't a big difference between 20 yards and 25 yards? Yeah, I see. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm at the point, Jeff, where if you don't have a real name or at least a real picture on your Twitter account, I'm not even engaging. I mean, mute right away, right away. I mean, these these people, I saw Jody will get this, MJF. I got to get my wrestling reference for today. Seven percent of the audience engages on Twitter, um, which is, you know, largely true from a perspective of pro sports or in this case, entertainment. Um, and boy, they make a lot of noise and they never. They never have the balls to put their name on it or their face on it or everything. I'm shutting those people down, Jeff Kerr. I see you with the uh, God bless you. You're doing you're doing God's work dealing with these people. Yeah, the there's ir- a difference between twenty and twenty five yards. The irony is the two Cowboys fans I didn't mute, they actually had faces and they actually wanted to have an honest discussion. Well, about that's it. fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Because because they asked, they said there is a big difference, they said, because, like, can you show us, like, you know, his 20, 21, 20, can you do that? And I actually did it for him, and they're like, oh, wow, so, like, why is it this? I said, where your ball travels? I said, that's why the T.Y. Hilton thing I was so upset about, because he doesn't complete those passes. No one does. It ain't just Dak. Like, 
Jalen Hurts is really the only one that was quote unquote accurate from 25 plus air yards last year. And it was only 40%. It's a hard pass to complete compared to 20. Yes, it is. All right, JK, <laughs> last thing before we let you run, um, Mr. NFC East. Couple different ports over the weekend. Ralph Ecchiano, we've had on the show. Ralph, I know, a very good. Ralph uh, is awesome, by the way. Reporter, uh, and John Machota of the Cowboys, uh, we also have on the show. Both reported, yeah, don't be looking for DeAndre Hopkins to land here. Ralph for the Giants, Machota for the Cowboys. I get it with the Cowboys. They made the trade uh, to, to add to wide receiver too. They've got a lot of money invested in wide receiver already. Giants don't have interest in DeAndre Hopkins. They're not willing to get up to what neighborhood financially he's playing with. He steps in there. If he's healthy, he's wide receiver one. If he comes to Philadelphia, he's wide receiver three. And Or you want to argue between he and Devontae for wide receiver two, probably he's going to land at three. He goes to Giants, he's wide receiver one. Why are the Giants out on him? I think the Giants like what they got, um, honestly. I think they like the Darren Waller move. At tight end. Now, wait, 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 wait. You're going to question Andy Reid when he says, I think that uh, the former Giant wide receiver could be a number one. But you're going to sign, co-sign with the Giants are good with the wide receivers they have? I'm just saying what I'm telling you what I think the Giants think. They like what okay. they did. You, this you, but you don't, you don't agree with it. You think the Giants are oh, overrating they, the wide receivers they have. Oh, absolutely. I think okay. they overrated their offensive line moves they made this offseason. Yeah. And, Isaiah Hodgkins, Hodgins, uh, I always say Hodgins. Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, don't forget they signed. Jalen Hyatt, they drafted. Sterling Shepard, still there. Wondell Robinson. It's they better some, than it was last year. They have some that. depth, but they don't have that top guy. Yeah, they don't it, have that guy. It doesn't there. feel like, you know, the Eagles and the Thrash Pigston, Freddie Mitchell years. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, they're, yeah, they're they got fine. Some, <laughs> they got a bunch of threes and fours. Right. That's what they got. They, they don't have a difference maker. Yeah. And yeah. they're they're really if you really want to help your quarterback, you get DeAndre Hopkins. That's the point I was making. That's why I asked you, Jeff Kerr. That's why we have you on to give us your opinions. Thank you much for doing so today. We'll punch up again soon, brother. Absolutely, boys. Thanks for having me on. That's sure. CBSSports.com here with us on Birds 365. All right, Joe's running out of time. We got to come back and put a bow on it. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. You'll actually be practicing today. What uh, 48 minutes would you suggest that would be today, Jay? If you were to take a guess right now, since you don't know because you're not going, but you have to deal with Eagles as often as you do. If I were to tell you they're going to go 48 hard minutes today, Starting at what time, ending at what time? Um, I'm going to go starting at uh, 12.30. And and by the way, I think they'll go till 1.45 because we're not there. I think they purposefully leave earlier. Oh, they'll go over there. an hour. You think yeah. they go an hour plus? I did. Not, not much more than an hour, but I think they go a little bit longer. When we're not there. All right. Well, let's see about uh, who's your eagle source on length of practice time. Do you know? I, I want you to reveal your choice. Yeah. Do you have an eagle? I got it. Yeah. I got a really, I got a really locked. It, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I'm going to ask. I got a really good, I got a really good source. I probably won't be able to tell you till I'm down there. Um, but I'm going to ask him. Um, and he'll tell me the truth. He'll tell me the truth. Yeah, since you're not going to be there today. I, I need to know exactly how long the Eagles OTA goes today. So uh, you, you're not going to be able to call this source of yours, text this source of yours. You're not going to get it till you get down there. So we're going to get two-day-old two news. You can't have uh, electronic uh, you know, kind communication. Of, you, know, you never know. You can't send up a messenger pigeon to find out exactly. You, how. you never know when Howie's going to demand everybody's phone. So you got to be very, very careful. That's unfortunate. Come on. If your source is any good, he knows how to weave it into a text while talking about your wives that you guys can work it out as to oh, hour and four minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah. somehow. The name, the name it alone. It felt like 104 degrees out today. But yet you have the two periods in between, which tells you it's actually an hour and four minutes, not 104 That's degrees. Like it was the, just a typo when I sent this to McMullen. I can cover for your source. You know where the easy you, way to get it done. You know where the Eagles are. You, you not only have to do that, you have to save the name under a different name. Like you're a like you're a cheating spouse. Uh, that's how you have to do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The name alone would give it away. Good luck with that today, Johnny Mac. All right, we'll be back again tomorrow. We've got an OTA week. We'll see if any news comes out. We're getting that much closer to the start of the season. Appreciate both uh, Jeff Kerr and uh, we got to work with our buddy, Les Bowen. 
with that computer. It just keeps dying. I mean, maybe it's they're not paying their uh, Wi-Fi bill over there in Hanbei. Hey man, he's got to he's got to do bowing on the birds, so he's got to get that locked down. Does he? Man. Does he do that for you? Yeah, chances are he's doing that on the internet too. Yeah. Can't uh, can't have that failing on him. Uh, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, we will be back tomorrow in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.